Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Evolution 101. My name is Zachary Moore, and you can email me directly at zach at drzach.net, or you can post questions to be answered here at www.freethoughtmedia.com slash evolution101. Okay, last week I attempted to answer the question, what is evolution? And I hope I was able to do so sufficiently. At the very least, I haven't received any emails complaining about it. So this week I'd like to look at the flip side of this question. What is not evolution? Now, in my experience, the main reason why people have a mistaken view of evolutionary theory is because someone has taught them something as evolution that is decidedly not. Now, most often, this teaching comes from creationists, who, of course, have it in their best interests to promote a straw man idea of evolutionary theory, the better for them to tear it down. I'm going to focus now on one of creationism's prime offenders, Dr. Kent Hovind, or as some people may know him, Dr. Dino, from his website of the same name. Now, Dr. Hovind is infamous for portraying evolutionary theory incorrectly, and I could probably devote a year of podcasts to his gaffes, but I'll just start in with one. Now, in 2000, Dr. Hovind worked with Jack Chick Publications to revise one of their most blatant anti-evolutionary tracks, which is called Big Daddy. Now, if you like, you can follow along. This tract is found at Jack Chick's website, www.chick.com. Now, during the course of this tract, the assertion is made that there are, in fact, six basic concepts of evolution. Cosmic evolution, in which the Big Bang makes hydrogen. Chemical evolution, in which higher elements evolve. Planetary evolution, in which you have the evolution of stars and planets from gas. Organic evolution, in which you get life from rocks. Macroevolution, which is changes between kinds of plants and animals. And microevolution, which is changes within those kinds. Now, <clears throat> having six basic concepts of evolution, this is patently false. Dr. Hovind was a biology teacher. At one point, he should know, as well as I do, that there's nothing about the Big Bang that relates to evolutionary theory. The first three, quote, concepts that are listed don't even refer to biological principles. It's astrophysics. The fourth concept refers indirectly to the concept of abiogenesis, which is the process by which life is formed from non-life. Now, this concept is biochemical in nature, and although it's of tangential interest to evolutionary theory, it has nothing directly to do with biology per se. Biology is the study of things that are alive, not the study of things that become alive. Although evolutionary theory assumes that life arose at some point in time, it is unnecessary to the theory to posit a mechanism for how that life came into being. Now, the last two concepts listed are really just one, and they're only separated by differences in scale. It's primarily creationists that talk about macro versus micro evolution, and when they do so, they only do so to imply that different mechanisms are needed for each. Now, this is also patently false. As I just said, both are evolution but they vary in terms of scale. Just as macro and micro economics are based on the same ultimate mechanisms, 
Also, macro and microevolution are based on the same ultimate mechanism, which I talked about yes, uh, last week. Now, you also want to notice the word kinds in the tract. Dr. Hoven talks about changes between kinds and within kinds of animals. Now, the word kinds is a biblical term and not a scientific term. Many creationists like to use the word kinds because scientists can point to examples of one species evolving into another species, at which point they retort by saying, well, yes, but they're still both the same kind. Now, this would presumably make kinds synonymous with the classification genus, but I've run across creationists that will even backpedal on that and say that kind is synonymous with order, which of course means that they'd have no problem with the idea of pigs and cows evolving from a common ancestor, um, since they both belong to the order Ardeodactyla. But that doesn't seem like that far of a stretch, right? Well, remember, all primates also belong to the same order. So if kinds is synonymous with order, then they're tacitly admitting that chimpanzees and humans evolved from a common ancestor also. So I think they probably want to stick with the genus. Now, moving on, I want to talk about another creationist trick. Instead of mucking about with pseudoscience like Dr. Hoven does, this involves what I call the really bad analogy. A good example of this comes from evangelist Ray Comfort, who hosts the show Way of the Master with Kirk Cameron. You can find his stuff at wayofthemaster.com. Now, I'm going to read a transcript from an episode of the show where Comfort gives an analogy of evolutionary theory. Quote, It's my theory of where the soda can comes from. Billions of years ago, there was a big bang in space. Nobody knows what caused the big bang, it just happened. And from this bang issued a huge rock. Now, on top of the rock was found a sweet brown bubbly substance. And over millions of years, aluminum crept up the side and formed itself into a can, and then a lid, and then a tab. And then millions of years later, red paint, blue paint, and white paint fell from the sky and formed itself into the words, 12 fluid ounces, do not litter. Now you say, what you're doing is insulting my intellect, and so I am. As we know, if the can is made, there must be a maker. If it's designed, there must be a designer. To believe the soda can happen by chance is to move into an intellectual free zone, is to have an echo when you think, is to have brain liposuction. End quote. Now, Comfort insults all our intellects with this. Of course his analogy sounds ridiculous, because it involves the evolution of a non-living thing. Evolutionary theory is a theory of biology. I can't stress this enough. It's going to sound ridiculous if you frame it out of context. This is nothing more than Paley's watchmaker argument, dressed up for a teenage audience, because, let's face it, who else is going to be impressed by a soda can? Now, finally, I want to look at an evolutionary misconception that doesn't come from creationists. It actually comes from a biologist that Charles Darwin held in pretty high esteem. Now, his name was Jean-Baptiste Lamarck, and he formulated a theory of evolution long before Darwin even put pen to paper. Unfortunately, although he was well-intentioned, he was wrong. But he was wrong for a pretty good reason. The mechanism that he proposed makes a little bit more intuitive sense than Darwin's mechanism of natural selection. Now, according to Lamarck's theory, individual organisms acquire traits throughout their lifetime and then pass them on to their offspring. Now, the classic example of this is the giraffe, which he believed 
gained a long neck by successive generations of individuals straining to reach high leaves and stretching their necks out bit by bit over the generations. A more blatant example of this would be uh, someone who exercises their whole life and builds huge bicep muscles and then has a child that's born with larger than normal muscles. Now, this just doesn't happen. Another aspect of Lamarckianism that still hangs around is the idea that evolution has a goal. It decidedly does not. Organisms evolve because of pressure to adapt and nothing more. Bugs, plants, bacteria are all as well adapted as humans are. And that means that we're all at the same level of evolution. Humans are no more highly evolved than bacteria. In fact, you might even say that bacteria are more highly evolved than humans since they're able to adapt to environments that humans couldn't even venture into, even with specialized equipment. Now, it, it may even be possible that bacteria can uh, withstand the rigors of space travel. So, I hope I've been able to dissuade you from these false conceptions of evolutionary theory, and I hope that you're able to recognize these as false when they're put forth by creationists or other people who are ignorant of evolution. I'll see you next time.